Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your host, two-time world champion, Andy Groneman and friends, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, where we up your barbecue game with tips and tricks from all the legends in the barbecue world. I'm your host, Andy G, along with executive producer T-Bone and American Royal Grand Champion Todd Johns. It is holiday season, buddy. It is holiday season. How was Thanksgiving, by the way? It was awful because I couldn't come to your house because I was sick. (laughs) I had a loaded question because I I got the text saying... I can't make I it. I can't go. Yeah, man. I I was in Las Vegas for work uh, the week before, and cause between casinos and airplanes and airports and and conventions well, with yeah, we'll ten thousand people, it's like, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you're healthy. You made it to record. We like that. And I'm That's not the good. first person that went to Vegas and came home and caught something. That's so. right. <laughs> That's right. Well, we've got a returning guest today. He's a good friend, and if you are trying to up your cooking game, you've likely watched his video content on the All Things Barbecue YouTube channel or checked out his recipes in The Sauce. He runs their blog, The Sauce, and puts out tons of content. Tom Jackson is joining us today, and you can check out his Instagram at Chef Tom Jackson, or you can head on over to ATBBQ and go straight to the homepage recipe links for all the latest content. And if you sign up for their insider newsletter, he shares lots of recipes, tips, and tricks there as well. And then in our fourth segment, we are going to talk with Todd about Santa Maria-style grilling. Yeah, we are. Yep. We're going to channel warm weather since we had a little bit of a cold snap here right. after Thanksgiving. California dreaming right now. Santa Fe is <laughs> our Santa Fe. Santa Maria sounds pretty good. Um, man, Tom Jackson, I am so excited for Tom. He is I think one of the most authentic people in barbecue just really loves his craft, has a ton of passion, does the online stuff. His videos are amazing. And I love talking to him about how he comes up with his different ideas for his his dishes and stuff. Well, and honestly, it is a dream gig. You get to spend your day doing recipe development on new cookers and new flavors. Yep. And he is a chef and he's a real chef and, and you know, he gets to bring that spin into barbecue and yeah, Tom's yeah, a great guy. It is a lot of fun. And I, you know, it's, I've worked with him for a long time and so it's always been uh, fun. So it's great having him on because he's going to share lots of good tips, but uh, now it's time for our ask Andy segment, which is brought to you this week by smoke on wheels, Kansas city bootleg barbecue sauce, which of course you can get at all things barbecue over at atbbq.com. And don't forget, you can get yourself a Barbecue Radio Network t-shirt if we use your question on the air. So, T-Bone, what do you have for us? I got a whole bunch of t-shirts. Oh, wow. They started having sales at, at the place, so I, I, I have stocked up. Well, you know, you don't have to buy them one at a time. No, I've gotten like, I got like about five of each size. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Did you get Todd a vest? He was a little, uh, yeah, yeah, what's up with the vest? Come on. We, we can talk. We can talk. <laughs> it's I've had that vest forever. He, uh-huh. For those of you that, that don't uh, follow us on social media, Todd was complaining because I had on my Barbecue Radio Network vest in the cold weather. And I didn't even know they existed. 
Well, because they don't exist. That's it's mine and that's mine alone. It. That's the only one. Jeez. I said, here, here's the catalog. What do you want? And I just work for McRibs. That's all that's- I get around here. <laughs> and you're lucky to get that. I'm lucky Bucko. to get that. Well, we'll we'll make sure that you've got plenty because that's going to run out too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we order them two at a time, so your second one's only a buck. <laughs> They're in the freezer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Bobby Beeler from <laughs> Hoisington, Bobby Beeler. Hey, Hoisington Bobby Kansas. Yes, the the snow mecca of of Kansas. Uh, Andy, yes, sir. When smoking a pork butt, what are the best temps to cook at? Pull and wrap, and what is the internal temp supposed to be, and how long of a rest? Check, check, check. Thank Got you. Uh, by the way, he's cooking on a Pit Boss Austin XL pellet smoker, and this question would seem to be, what's the best temp to cook at? What's the temp that you pull and wrap? Uh, what is the internal temp, and how long do you rest it? Yes. So the- he's so he's told us what he's cooking on. That's that's the that's half the battle yeah well they, that's the first question that you have to ask in order to answer the question is what are you cooking on we talk about that a lot like you know each you got to know what you're cooking and on in like order to thank bobby b for sharing what he's cooking on out of the gate so we don't have to that's guess. right that's hey, right bobby's no dummy so that that austin xl pellet cooker is like a lot of pellet cookers in that it is a grill style cooker so it's not a chamber it's not a big tall uh chamber that has shelves that go up and down and the fires either at the bottom or away from it it is a, like a grill and then it's got a diffuser plate across the bottom your patio your yeah your pellet patio grill yes yep. and so with those you get radiant heat off of that diffuser plate so i like when i'm smoking i like to keep my temps a little lower than some people because i feel like i get a better uh texture in the bark on my meat especially on the bottom side of what i'm cooking Uh, when i'm in a pit like that so for me i would say 225 to 250 is the range that i would cook in and then because pellet smokers provide such a nice clean smoke you've got forced draft going so you're getting a nice smoke out of those pellets i probably wouldn't even touch it for six hours i would just let it ride Uh, of course you can put the probe into the meat from the pit and pay attention to it and if it's around 160 maybe i'd open the door and look but other than that, I'm probably going to go more by time and just say it's six hours. I'll see how the color is. I don't know. What's your take, Todd? Yeah. Um, I, I can kind of go two different directions, like just one steady temperature. I like the 225. You're getting some smoke. You're not burning it off. The thing when you're cooking with pellets is it's such an efficient little fire. Like you, It's the size of the palm of your hand, and it's running this cooker at 250, 300, and it's just this little efficient fire well the efficiency of it is good but it also burns off a lot of the things we associate with smoke flavor correct and so i know like like you and i when we were on the competition circuit heavily running pellets back in the day we'd run like a three temperature yeah yeah sure so start out at like 180 like something really seemingly super low for maybe two three four hours then bring it up to 225 or 200 or you know somewhere in there I would typically do like 180, 220, and then 250. Yeah, same. When it's time to wrap. And you're, for that early window of four hours, you're getting more smoke, um, but it's not going to be, and it's going to be white and billowy, which we often think is bad, but in a pellet, it's it's a lot cleaner than it looks. Yeah, absolutely. So you could run that way too, but to just run a straight 225, 
Um, yeah, I think from a ease of management perspective, if you're looking for temp to cook at, temp to pull and wrap, yep. internal, like that, that just is the hit the easy button, single temp, yep. you'll be good. But yeah, if you want to get, if you feel like your pellet smoker doesn't provide you with enough smoke, I would usually say start at a lower temperature, which is also going to add a little bit of time to your cook. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm starting it in that fashion, I'm probably starting it you know, eight hours ahead of when I want to eat it or wrap it instead of six hours ahead. But what I would say is go six hours, 225, go ahead and wrap it. I usually put in a quarter cup of smoke on wheels, pork marinade. And then when I wrap it, I wrap it nice and tight and then cook it to about 205 if you want to pull it. If you want to slice it, I'd take it to 190, 195. Yeah. And I would say it depends on how long you're going to rest it. So if you want to pull it right away, 205, 200, 205, if you're going to rest it a little while, you can pull it at 195 Correct. to 200 and then let it, the let carryover, it rest for an hour. Yeah, the carryover. I think pork butts, you always need to rest them because you're going to have that carryover and there's, um, it's not quite pullable even at 200. Yeah. So thank you for the question, Bobby. We are going to get a shirt headed to Hoisington. And then next segment, we are going to be talking with Tom Jackson, chef instructor and social media influencer. We're going to dig into some great holiday flavors, techniques, and of course, check out all of his content at thesauce.atbbq.com or follow him on Instagram with the handle at Chef Tom Jackson. Coming up, it's Chef Tom right here on Barbecue Radio Network. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill. Welcome back to the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Andy Groneman, along with executive producer T-Bone and my co-host of Plowboys fame, Todd Johns. And we have a returning guest this week, and it is always great getting to cha- getting a chance to chat with him. He drops new content every single week on The Sauce and on the All Things Barbecue YouTube channel. So check out uh, the subscribe button there so you can stay up to date on all the amazing recipes and product info landing there. And, of course, you can follow Tom Jackson at the handle Chef Tom Jackson on Instagram. Welcome back to the show, Tom. What's up, fellas? Well... Before we jump in and talk about what the holiday is bringing, what the next uh, few weeks are bringing, you've got over 610,000 subscribers now watching your content. You're approaching 1,000 videos on the YouTube channel. It's one of those staples that you got to check out, but just some quick stats. The Texas brisket video, 3.5 million views. Pastrami, 3.4 million views. All top five brisket and burger videos, total of 11.5 million views. The more views he gets, the longer his beard grows. <laughs> I don't know about like, that. I thought you were going to say like a small veal cutlet dies or something. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, those are, that is amazing, right? They, I, 
Think about that. <clears throat> That's that is pretty darn amazing. Uh, just some awesome stats. So my point is, if you haven't checked out the sauce, if you haven't been to the All Things Barbecue YouTube channel, you need to go check it out. But uh, Anyway. And if you haven't, you're one of the few, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I think we had a 611,000 last week, so that sounds like bad news to me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. It's growing. It's growing. (laughs) I'm sick of the turkey content. (laughs) Turkey content's pretty good, too. You got a lot of turkey recipes out there, too. Brisket's probably the, the, the biggest one in terms of all the different takes but turkey's got, well, a, got and, a few and you have the the whole like everything what, what was it the the turkey kit i mean like all the videos on how to carve and brine yeah, it's a whole darn playlist the, yeah and then all <laughs> the things that you need in order to do it all like we we primed all of that on uh, one of the shows before thanksgiving too it's just perfect but what so one of the recipes that you had uh recently released uh, coming into the holiday was a pulled holiday ham. Let's talk about that because that was like that's my jam. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know where I saw that for the first time. It certainly wasn't my idea. I, it might have been Susie over at Hey Grill Hey. That might have been the first time I saw it, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But uh, I didn't know up until a couple years ago that you could cook a cured ham like a pulled pork, but and like shred it like that. I've never done that either. I had not. When I saw your video, I hadn't seen Susie. So I was like, he did that with a ham, not like a raw ham or a fresh ham, but like an actual cured ham. Yeah. Yeah. Fully cured. Like you would think it just stays solid because that's what we're used to seeing slices of cured ham. But it turns out you can totally pull that stuff just like pulled pork. So walk. if somebody wanted to do that, just walk them through real quickly uh, what the process is since they might not have seen the video yet. Yeah, I haven't seen the video either, so I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say we probably smoked it for a long time and then wrapped it up with pineapple juice and then waited until it hit to about 205, 210 internal, just like you would a pork butt. I mean, it's pretty much the same process as making pulled pork. Yeah, it, it goes a little quicker, though, I think. Yeah, I've, yeah, it doesn't take quite as long. Todd? What is your, uh, what would you do if you were having pulled ham? What would you have with well, that? Well, I'm learning so much from Tom right now that, uh, <laughs> who's our next guest? <laughs> so what do you have, what do you got coming up? Cause we, so we've made it through Thanksgiving and of course all things is doing the ultimate holiday giveaway. Where are we at on that for November there? You got to be drawing a name here pretty quick. Yeah, it's got to be coming. I bet by the time this show comes out, I bet November will have a winner, which means we have one giveaway left. Uh, but it's got a it's got a six forty on a comp cart, so it's got a Yoder smoker on it. Probably worth entering, uh, especially it doesn't cost you anything. So well, yeah, that's like yeah. a thirty three hundred dollar cooker by itself. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff that comes with it too. There's a bunch of pellets. Uh, some of the Yoder smokers seasonings that I helped them develop. Uh, I think there's like a briner bucket with that whole Turkey setup. If you want to do Turkey for Christmas, there's a bunch of cool stuff with it. Now there, I have seen that as like a trending thing lately. People are calling Thanksgiving the warm up for Christmas Turkey. And I just, I've never really done the Turkey at Christmas. Has, I, I, I didn't realize that twice, was as yeah. big of a thing, but I, apparently it is. 
Yeah, I think it is. I get, I'm burnt out on turkey by Christmas for sure. I don't. I've cooked like 20 turkeys this year <laughs> yeah. in the last two months. So I'm ready for like tacos for Christmas. But I know that a lot of people still love to do turkeys and hams, obviously. And we've got kits for both of those things at atbbq.com. You can go check out the flavor combinations. Uh, and there's videos and instructions for all those. So what? what's your favorite kind of post-holiday, like you're getting ready. You're, we're not ready for Christmas big dinner yet. What's your go-to now that Thanksgiving's over and you're going to have like some, you know, any family that's left in town or whatever you need to feed a few people? What's your go-to? So the one I'm excited about is a video that's coming up here in a few weeks here in December. Um, I'm gearing up for, you know, like hors d'oeuvres and like party, like classy party season. Ooh. You know what I mean? Not like not like standing by the grill season so much as like we put a nice shirt on and we go hang out with friends inside and yeah you know uh so uh clams casino is my one this year oh, you know clams man. bacon butter uh you know some breadcrumbs on top we're gonna have a really cool clams casino recipe coming out here in a few weeks oh that's gonna be awesome that's one of my favorites mm-hmm. because uh, and and honestly, it's probably because of our friend Roddy Mancuso. You know, he always for for parties, you got to have a signature drink, and you have to mm-hmm. have some dish. And I remember one time we actually had lobsters walking around the grill because he was like, "What am I supposed to do with these things?" And so we got live lobsters walking on the grill. But clams casino is is one of those dishes that just pops and it's so great for a party because you can pat they're passable on a tray they're easy to manage mm-hmm. uh man if you haven't done that you're going to want to tune in for that video because it's going to be awesome those lobsters really weren't walking Andy just thought they were walking across the grill it was <laughs> they were dragging themselves across the grill yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy was dancing them across the grill <laughs> they yeah, were Andy they was were just live in a cooler so <laughs> look at that lobster's dancing a jig what's going on (laughs) you wouldn't have believed it if you didn't see it that's right that's right (laughs) he's probably if we had a call in he'd be calling in right now going hey wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) i was there it happened i was there no but seriously the other thing that i like to do are you going to do any cocktail segments Ooh. um I don't know if we've done did I think I did one for Halloween this year. Um, All right. And, well, well, let's talk about that next segment. And of okay. course, we're talking with Chef Tom Jackson. And you can check out everything he's got going on at the sauce.atbbq.com. You'll get all the skinny on the promos and sales and events. And when we come back with Chef Tom, we're going to pick his brain on some other holiday uh, favorites that we're going to have. Hit his Instagram at Chef Tom Jackson. Talking more with Chef Tom next, right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. (laughs) 
Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network with executive producer T-Bone, Yardbird Maven, Todd Johns, and I'm Andy G. And we are back talking with Chef Tom Jackson, the staff chef, instructor, and general barbecue guru in the teaching kitchen and instructional video haven that is all things barbecue. His instructional videos have tens of millions of views and with close to a thousand videos in the catalog, it continues to grow every week over there at the All Things Barbecue YouTube channel. So we've talked about ditching the holiday ham for a smoked pulled ham and we talked a little bit about the ultimate holiday giveaway, but now we're in December. Let's go ahead and talk about some of the favorite upcoming holiday dishes that you've got in store for us. Sure. Uh, this year I'm going to do kind of a traditional like steakhouse prime rib au jus kind of situation <clears throat> where we're searing our, uh, our, our bone in three bone in uh, prime rib and cast iron then deglazing with wine, adding some extra stock uh, and then going to smoke that prime rib over the top of the au jus. So the juices just drip into there the whole time. And then you've got that great basting sauce at the end. Now, do you do anything when you take a bone-in roast like that? Do you go ahead and pull the bones and and season and all of that and then tie the bones back on? Or do you leave it bone-in and essentially cut it off the bone when you serve it? Because I've seen it done both ways. Yeah, and I've done it both ways. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, it's how much time you got, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. I'm probably going to season it without pulling bones off first this year because it's been a long year and uh, I'm tired. <laughs> That's right. And and who needs to, you don't want to pull the bones off anyway. Why would you want to do that? You, there's nothing wrong with doing that if that's how you want to spend your time. No, I agree. But that's, I, I find that it. I don't get enough of a benefit out of doing it yeah. to, to justify doing it and then tying them back on. But you, you could definitely do that. So you're going to sear off first. What temperature mm-hmm. are you cooking this thing at? Are you going a little bit lower in temp in the smoker or are you running at like 300 and roasting it or? So I'm going to, for the sear part, because I'm cooking it in the yoder with just taking the, uh, the old door out there so I can get a nice sear right above the flame. Oh yeah. And sweet. I'll do that at probably about 450 for the sear and then drop it down to like 325 and do kind of a smoke roast for the rest of the process. And then what's your pull temp? What are you pulling that thing out out to let it rest? No, no further than 120. And, and I don't like uh, ribeyes cooked any less than 135. But when it's in a, a big bundle like that, when it's all held together, it's going to have some carryover cooking and I'm going to give it some rest time. So I'm pretty confident uh, that, you know, it's going to come up to 130, 135 by the time it's. Well, yeah, if done. you're cooking at three and a quarter, you've got a lot of residual heat there versus cooking at yep. two and a quarter. So, you know, yep. a bri- you think about a brisket and the carryover it has at three and a quarter, that prime rib roast, which is a big 15, 16 pound chunk of meat is going to have tons of carryover. So yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't have any once trouble you get 120. That, I believe you were the one that taught me this term, Andy Groneman, uh, <laughs> thermal inertia. Once you get that ball rolling, it doesn't stop on its own. So it takes a little time for it to finish cooking. So you're you're braising in wine and stock. What what are, Do you have anything else in that pan? Are you throwing some veg in there or what, any other magic elements that you didn't share? No. No, because I'm not actually going to do a braise this time. I'm just doing oh, a sear in the skillet, and then I'm going to pop uh, 
a little wire pan on top and let all the drippings fall into it. You said uh, that. You said they were going to yeah. fall into the pan. I didn't pay good enough attention. Yep. It's a, no, he's going to deglaze. I mean, he's going to... Yep. Yeah, he's gonna sear it. Doing prime pan. rib every which way, and I really like this method. Uh, I think it's pretty good, especially for getting a flavorful sauce. Yeah, you're gonna get a lot of depth of flavor and all that that you're doing. And then, do you reduce that sauce when you bring it in? Do you take that down a little further, or does it reduce enough just being in the pit? Yeah, it does plenty of reducing in in, in the pit. Um, you know, the first time I tested this, I put a quart of stock in there. Uh, and realized that wasn't enough. So I think probably two quarts is going to be the way wow. we go with with just a little bit of red wine that we deglaze with at the beginning. And then the rest is just the pan drippings. Yeah, that was going to be my question is how much red wine? Because I think you can get a little heavy with deglazing with like a whole bottle or, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like a cup or so- what? Todd's talking about when he deglazes the chef. Yeah, He's, yeah. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> I, prefer de- I prefer to deglaze yeah. with bourbon, but. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's funny. So I went to the liquor store and, and it's in our, our neighborhood of where we work. So they know what I do. When I come in, we know what we're up to. And she was like, I said, I need a, you know, I need a dry red wine. And she's like, well, do you want a whole bottle? I'm like, I guess. And she's like, or do you want a four pack of small bottles that add up to a whole bottle? So I ended up only using about one cup because she talked me into these little bottles, which, you know, once you open them, you use them rather than waiting on them to go sour or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we, I think I ended up using about one cup is probably the, that's the, the long way around that answer. Well, yeah. pri- pri- you can never go wrong with prime rib for a holiday dinner, but one of my favorite things to have has always been lamb. And we just had Kaylin on last week. If she was on, she'd be going crazy about lamb because we just love it at our house. And so we'd either do a rack or a leg. Uh, but, you know, what do you got on, going on that front? What's your take on a lamb recipe for the holidays? Yeah, so uh, a couple months ago, I got to go uh, do a great uh, Bourbon and Beyond Music Festival in uh, in Louisville, and one of the local farms supplied me with uh, their Freedom Run Farms. Uh, Freedom 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 Run Farm is the name of it, and they do lamb, and they sent me some lamb shoulders, and I was just like, "Yeah, okay, I'll cook them." And then I cooked them, and it was the best lamb I'd ever had, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So we got to do pulled lamb this Christmas from freedom run they sent me a couple more uh that we could put onto the youtube channel so we're gonna do a pulled lamb shoulder with uh, a mint chimichurri is the plan oh man that sounds amazing do you know what kind of lamb is that is that like a suffolk or or i'm sure it's a blackface lamb because the ones that that are raised for eating are just so much better than the dual purpose kind of white face that they use for uh you know, wool production and then try and use it for mutton for eating or. Yeah. I I can't tell you for sure. I know I, I learned that lesson when we, you know, went to Australia for the first time and was like, Oh, this is what lamb tastes like. Cause we just don't do that here as much, you know? Um, but yeah, that, that lamb was raised for eating for sure. (laughs) And freedom run farm are, is, do they sell online or is that just a, you ran into them at that, uh, bourbon event and just got lucky or is that something that you can order and, and source man i wouldn't be surprised if he could i'd go look them up online freedom run farm that, that was uh that was some good stuff and uh and they sent me a couple shoulders out of the kindness of their hearts for us to put onto the youtube channel so i appreciate them 
Well, so when you cook that shoulder hole, what what temperature are you taking that to to pull it since you're doing a pulled lamb? Same kind of thing as a brisket. I mean, I, that's how I treated it. It just goes a lot faster than a brisket. Um, so we were smoking them. When I did this event, I was with Kamado Joe. So we were smoking over charcoal, which you get that smoke flavor in there a lot faster. So we might have given those three hours of smoke and then another hour wrapped in foil and, uh, and plastic, uh, which we don't talk about, but, um, <laughs> it keeps food, all the juices food service in film food service yeah film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah so it doesn't it doesn't take as long as a brisket but i kind of treat it the same way i know you said you're gonna do like a mint chimichurri is there any specific seasoning you like to throw on that when you're cooking it so the one i used uh in louisville this year is the cattleman's grill roadhouse and that's a rub that i designed for them it's kind of got a Southwest feel to it. It's got a little bit of cumin and a little bit of chipotle to it, but otherwise it's a brisket rub. I mean, it's salt, pepper, there's a little bit of garlic, a little bit of celery seed. Um, so I don't, uh, something savory. I don't yeah. really want to throw anything sweet on it. Thanks so much, Tom. And head on over to atbbq.com and sign up for the insider list so you're up to date and don't miss a single recipe video. And don't forget to follow Tom at Instagram at Chef Tom Jackson. Coming up next, Todd and I talk Santa Maria grilling right here on Barbecue Radio Network. We build a grill, Holstein manufacturing. You have a better recipe for when you grill. Better ingredients, better cuts of meat, and because you're using a grill from Holstein Manufacturing, well, a better grill. You take grilling seriously, and at Holstein Manufacturing, we make a serious grill. Find your new grill now at HolsteinMFG.com. We build a grill, Holstein Manufacturing. Holstein Manufacturing, we build the grill. Welcome back to Todd and Andy here on Barbecue Radio Network. This segment is brought to you by Holstein Manufacturing. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. They have NSF certified cookers and grills. And of course, my favorite, the corn roasters. And they've got amazing mobile event and catering rigs. Check them out at HolsteinMFG.com. And now it's time for our All Things Barbecue Product Spotlight. And, you know... Their website is allthingsbarbecue.com, and this is a uh, – Todd, I know. I, I know he's got a great product today, so I'm super excited about it, and I'm just going to let him jump right in because yeah. he can see the smile on my face. Yeah, I know. I know. You're going to give us some insights on this thing that really not a lot of people have. I mean, you're in a handful of people that have had any experience with this. So, yes, these are just now starting to drop featured on the barbecue country show that you were on correct as a as a pro pit master and and teacher and mentor so on that show they featured a santa maria style grill and we're going to talk about santa maria and what that is but they featured and and kind of showcased for the very first time unveiled that's what they did they yes. unveiled this El Dorado from Yoder Smokers, their new Santa Maria style. 
So it is available for order. <laughs> they probably have already sold out of their first run. It wouldn't surprise me. I know the dealers are, are getting theirs, but yes, go to atbbq.com and look up Yoder Smokers El Dorado Santa Maria Charcoal Grill. Um, it is a beautiful, well-designed piece of equipment. Um, it gives you a lot of pictures to the inside of it. There's... I mean, it's not just this metal um, fabricated chamber. It it's got fire bricks. Yeah, it's, it's refractory brick. It's got the the right cant on your grill grates. It's got the the raising and lowering of the grill bed itself. Yep. Um, so amazing it, cooker, it, and it's it's functional. It's beautiful, and really for something like this, I mean, especially if. If you've got an event space, if you are a caterer and like to do live fire catering events, like the price is right on it too. I mean, for the average backyard, you're not going to use it. It's not really probably what it's meant for, but for $4,000, $5,000, it's about 5000 just under $5,000 for a 42-inch. I mean, if you're in the right market for something like that, you you do big events, um, I mean, it is, it's a showpiece. Yeah, and, and for an outdoor kitchen at home even absolutely like it is uh it is probably one of the coolest looking pits out there and i mean the the pellet smokers these days will go for you know three four five thousand dollars to get something like this that's all hand welded and i mean this is a beautiful piece of equipment so so that particular pit and you said i've got a little experience i got to cook on it yep uh on on uh on the tv show as well as they did their kind of official release at the royal and uh proud souls had it at the tent and they had some uh, musicians and um radio djs that were there kind of doing a competition on it kind of cooking on that and a flat top and so got to cook on it twice now and the thing just flat cooks amazing um and we'll talk about santa maria style cooking but you know i i learned to cook on a hasty bake which the coal bed raised and lowered Mm -hmm. in yep and probably my favorite charcoal pit is the yoder flat top Mm -hmm. because it kind of takes that style and gives you a little bit more versatility in terms of cooking on and off the coal bed um but but this takes it to the next level and you know we were just talking with chef tom and i'm ready to go find that uh freedom run farm lamb because mm. now i kind of want to do some pulled lamb i'm really missing mm-hmm. uh that we haven't done lamb in a hot minute at the house but i guarantee he's going to be throwing some amazing videos down mm-hmm. on that cooker yep. uh over at the saucer on the all things barbecue youtube channel yep so the, there's a 36 inch and a 42 inch 36 inch comes in at 46.95 again it's it's you know it's it's not a 500 grill you're throwing in your on your patio right this is a this is a piece of a real equipment um the 42 inch 36 inch the 42 inch comes in at 49.95 so for an extra 300 bucks you get you know uh an extra third of a grill so there or or sixth of a grill that also means you have to manage that much more fire bed too so if a 36 fits your need like i'm a i'm a fan of of uh the 36 inch grills i don't i don't think that's a right i I in looking at them i think you know the ones that they've prototyped that you got to cook on with the bigger one but the the 36 looks looks great so let's talk about santa maria style have you ever have you ever 
cooked on a anything like that before the show have you cooked on a you talked about hasty bake and raising the coal bed but with the so for those that don't know what a santa maria grill you've seen them you probably just don't know it it's the grill that has the big wheel and as you turn the wheel it raises not the coals it raises the food up and down and so you're adjusting your temperature by just moving the food closer or further away vertically from the fire so it's it's that big wheel and and you've seen them but you may not know what that's what they were called and and it does work differently than a unit that just raises and lowers the coal bed because as you move away from a fixed coal bed and it's in an open environment it doesn't have walls around it you're now getting less radiant heat and less of that direct heat coming up from the walls of the cooker so that space is really slowing down and letting you do more browning as you cook. And I got to use one of those probably the first time that I really spent a lot of time uh, working with those was at Big Fire at Universal City Walk. I was doing some consulting for them over those open fire pits and they have mm-hmm. basically a kitchen under glass uh, where they use that style of cooker and they were trying to really nail consistency on their steak temps. And that pit, you can do that on. Uh, we were actually raising and lowering the that that grate to nail temperatures at the grate level to help them manage pit times to get mm-hmm. steaks off. When they're doing six or 800 tops a night, you can't mess that steak temp right. up. So phenomenal way to cook. But what, I mean. I, I've, so I had, uh, I had a prototype that Frank Cox, who we've had on the show. Yep. Um, smoker builder and all that frank made one uh, it was a prototype years ago probably about 10 years ago now and um and uh he gave that to me and i had it for a while and cooked on it and that was you know uh you cooked on it a few times it was a lot of fun so let's talk about san maria style barbecue so as you can imagine it's santa maria california which is like central coast area of california um and the uh, actual town of Santa Maria trademarked, I don't know how I know these things, but I know <laughs> that they, they trademarked Santa Maria style barbecue. Um, and the history of it is kind of open fire cooking on the ranches out there. Yes. And the, you know, the caballeros and, you know, the cowboys and the, the rancher would, you know, feed everyone and um, they would, you know, do a lot of beef and. Um, and then it went from, you know, like top sirloin to that's where tri-tip came from. Yeah, it was a lot of of secondary cuts and that's where, yeah, tri-tip became famous. Uh, and there are, and there are several rubs from that region, Mm -hmm. like the Susie Q Santa Maria rub Mm -hmm. is, is from there. Like very simple, but tons of flavor on, uh, on that style of cooking. The traditional Santa Maria style rub would be salt, pepper, garlic, and maybe some herbs and a yeah, few a little things parsley thrown in. in there. Yeah, a little herb parsley thrown in there, um, but very simple. Um, and yeah, you're cooking over live fire. You're cooking over wood, typically not, you know, like a briquette. You're 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 taking um, oak, like a red oak um, or oak that's that is from that region, and you're using that as your fuel, yeah, burning it down to coals, and burning using it down that to coals, as the yep. fuel. And again, those coals you get lots of great radiant heat off of those. So you get that really nice color mm-hmm. on the meat. And I actually might probably my favorite rub to use on that style of cooker is a cattleman's grill rub. And it's that California tri-tip mm-hmm. seasoning because it's that same salt, pepper, garlic, onion, 
but they've added some citrus zest and some red bell pepper and some pepper flake in there. So you get an even more rounded flavor in it. It's just wonderful. And then the the traditional beans that go with it are, um, uh, I don't know if I'm saying it right, paquito bean. Um, and it's a bean from that region. And so, yeah, so it's just a real traditional kind of a cowboy style almost, yep. uh, live fire cooking. Well, we want to thank Chef Tom Jackson for being on the show again. Check him out at the sauce.atbbq.com or on the All Things Barbecue YouTube channel. And don't forget to head on over to atbbq.com and pick up some Smoke on Wheels Kansas City bootleg. Thank you all for joining us this week. Next week, we are going to have David Gafford on with some more great holiday shopping tips. And for T-Bone Todd and myself, thanks for tuning in and we'll keep the pits lit until next time Every here on Barbecue, Barbecue Radio, Radio Network, Network. show is archived and available through your favorite podcast platform each and every Thursday.